Do you need help with your journey following Jesus? Has your Bible reading brought up some interesting questions? Um, I, I need a prayer request. Is I've heard um, pastors talk about you can't get to heaven just with good deeds. I was just wondering what you guys think. Is, the, is there a correlation between the seventh trumpet and Revelations as the last trumpet, or is he talking about some other trumpet? Finally, a place to get answers. We're ready to take your prayer request and answer your Bible questions. Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Welcome, everyone, to today's edition of Calvary Live. So glad that you are tuned in. And I pray that this hour will be a blessing to you as you get to call in. You just heard that call in number, 303-690-3000. Grab one of those open lines. Grab one of those open lines early uh, because as we go through the show, it, it usually starts to fill up. And this is an opportunity for you to ask questions about the Bible or Christian living or how do we react as react as Christians to the things that are going on around us. There's a lot going on around us. So give me a call. Love to just take you to the Word of God. Love to encourage you. But also you can call with prayer requests. And we're at a time of the year where I think that um, many of you, you have prayer requests, praying for uh, not only your own needs and situations and circumstances, but others around you. So give me a call. The call-in number is 303-690-3000. As soon as the phones are uh, connecting and you call in, we'll go to the phone lines and love to begin the show because the hour goes quickly uh, by just going to the phone line. So 303-690-3000. Right now we got all open lines. And there is, of course, another way for you to be able to ask a question or to give a prayer request, and we are here to pray for you, and that number is 720-336-0897. That is also a 24-7 prayer line that you can text in a prayer request. And those who are at Calvary Church in Aurora, where uh, Grace FM originates, uh, will be looking at those uh, prayer requests and praying for you and ministering to you through that way. So I think it's a wonderful opportunity, day or night, for you to be able to text in a prayer request. But during this hour, we will go to the text line to answer your questions and your prayer requests. So give me a call. Grab one of those open lines. Let me know that you're there. Those of you listening uh, here on Grace FM, you're listening live, as well as all of you that are listening in the over 70 stations on the Radio by Grace uh, radio network. You, too, are listening live on this Tuesday uh, afternoon, uh, Tuesday evening. So love for you, you to give me a call. 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. Text line 720-336-0897. Also, there are people that are listening online to the Grace FM uh, app or perhaps to the website. Anywhere in the country, you can call in at the numbers that I just gave to you, and you are listening live as well. The others of you that are listening on other radio networks, such as Hope FM, Truth FM, Higher Rock Radio, you are week delayed, but you can still call, and many of you do. So glad to be a part of your lives there on the East Coast in Pennsylvania, Maryland, and New Jersey, and and other parts of uh, the East Coast on Truth FM. Give me a call, and then you get to listen to the broadcast a week later. But i uh, love for you to be able to call in as well. Well, we're getting closer to Christmas, only about a week and a half till Christmas Eve services. And I just want to encourage you to 
really pray about who you might invite to a Christmas Eve service as churches are getting ready and, and planning and preparing and music being prepared. It's a wonderful time of the year for us as Christians to celebrate the birth of Jesus Christ. And more than ever, that message of of salvation and good news, why Jesus came, and that's a, a great opportunity during Christmas. There's a reason why Jesus came to this world, and that is that he would come, even as Joseph was told, that Mary will conceive and bear a son, and his name shall be called Jesus, and he will save his people from their sins. And so it's a great opportunity for us to introduce people and to tell people of Jesus, uh, the light of the world, and the gospel message. So think about who you might invite, who you might invite to a Christmas Eve service, because I'm sure that your church is planning uh, services, and uh, I know that we are accommodating. We have three family services on Christmas Eve at noon, 2 o'clock and 4 o'clock. My name is Jeff Figgs. I pastor Calvary Chapel Greeley. By the way, I host on Mondays and Tuesdays. And uh, so pray about that. And just be uh, intentional in inviting people out to those Christmas Eve services. Wonderful, wonderful time for us uh, of the year. So, hey, 303-690-3000. I said we go to the phone lines as soon as the calls came in. We've got an open line, so uh, grab that third and uh, final uh, line that is available, but let's go to Betty Jane in Jenkintown, Pennsylvania. Betty yeah. Jane, Hi. how are you? You're on I'm Calvary good. Live. You? I'm doing Thank good. You. Thank you for calling. Yeah. I'm, go ahead. Uh, my, my work as a hospice nurse is incredibly intense, and yesterday and today I've been dealing with people who seem to be having a lot of spiritual distress. Uh, they're really struggling that they need to die and that they want to die. But they, one woman I spoke to today is so bitter about her life, and she's she's generally psychotic, and um, she just can't be consoled. That's the that's the point that I you know, and so yeah. it really brought tears to my eyes to work with somebody who is just that. She, and she said to me. God couldn't possibly love me and forgive me because I've been such a sinner. And so, mm. uh, I, I and I tried to offer her words of comfort. So uh, I'm just yeah. calling you to ask for prayer for her and me and my strength to work with these patients. And then another patient yesterday is just so unsettled. And, yeah. you know, so it's just really... Yeah so interesting to watch and you know to witness to people yeah um, and it is to know, and i'm glad to you're... know jesus you know and i say yeah. jesus to them yeah. so you know and betty jane that's the thing and as a hospice nurse and by the way thank you for what you do because what you do is so important uh as you're with people in their final days and final hours but those who don't have christ there's a struggle that's inside of them and, uh, you know, the here, it just breaks my heart, somebody who says, God could never love me because I, I was such a sinner, to have that opportunity to say, you know what, Jesus came and died for sinners, and he does love you. And he went to that cross because of his love for you. To just give that very specific message of of God's provision through the cross, through Jesus Christ, his love, and um, and to have that opportunity um, and it's not too late. It's not too late. And I, I can't help but think about 
uh, the thief on the cross. Remember that story in the Gospels? He's in his last hours. He's in agony. And and at first, the Gospel writers tell us that both thieves, the one on the left and one on the right of Jesus, were you know antagonistic and 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 mocking him. But then something happened, and and Luke's Gospel tells us that one of the thieves then turned and threw himself on the mercy in Jesus. And and he, he speaks the gospel. He says, listen, we're, we're dying because we deserve this, but this man is innocent and recognized that Jesus was uh, innocent. And he said, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And Jesus said, before the night is you know, over, the day is over, you'll be with me in paradise. And I just imagined all of a sudden, if I think if we were there, we could see that thief hearing those words just a deep sigh of peace and relief all of a sudden come, and that we get the opportunity to be able to share with others, and I have in, with being with others in their last hours of saying it's not too late, and, and that you can turn to Jesus for forgiveness and receive salvation, and there's a struggle that is going on. So I thank you you're there, you care about these people, and Father, I pray for Betty Jane. I pray that if she's in a very intense situation and it's hard, um, I just pray to, for wisdom for her, for discernment, um, as she's with those who are really struggling. And um, and I know that some uh, continue to do that and to their last breath, but I just pray that you help Betty Jane to be there to bring not only relief as she's ministering to them medically, and um, and with their physical pain and agony, but Lord, also spiritually, uh, that she would be able to to give those words of truth and comfort and of life to those that she's ministering to. I thank you she's there. I thank you for all those who are with those who are in their last hours and the hospice nurses and 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 care and and all those who who are light. I thank you you place Christians there. And so, Lord, I just pray for Betty Jane that you give her the strength, that you give her the wisdom, and that you give her everything she needs uh, to just be used of you and to minister to those individuals, her patients, and their families. In Jesus' name, amen. In Jesus' name, amen. And it's just such a, uh, it's really a struggle at times because I drive yeah. all around the city of Philadelphia and and the yeah. spirit just keeps telling me I need you there because, you know I. Yeah. <laughs> you're wow. so you're so right, Betty Jane. You're right because God places His people in very difficult situations. You as a hospice nurse or, or nurses that are in the hospitals, it's been a difficult couple years for them. First responders, you know those who, you know. He has us out there to be light, and I'm so thankful that you called for prayer um, because you're sensitive to that and and strength, and we all need that where God has placed us. And I like to say this to my congregation, that we are here for such a time as this. We are here for such a time as this, to be used of the Lord. And you especially, you get reminded of that as you're seeing people in their last days, their last hours that what matters more than anything is the gospel of Jesus Christ. And that's true for anyone at any age, but especially when you see them in their last hours, um, the gospel of Jesus Christ. And 
Um, so I'm glad you're there and we'll be praying for you. And also, um, if you could just keep me in your prayer in the future for my daughters, because, you know, my daughters don't know Jesus. And, you know, I was listening to a, 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 a sermon or a teaching by uh, Ron Solomon today, but he said that when Jesus came to the earth as a baby, he came not really to bring peace so much, but as to, you know, that it would cause strife between mothers and daughters and you know, family yeah. members. And so I really didn't realize that. Uh, it was great to hear that that emphasized today because this is just what we do as Christians. Yeah. We accept Yeah. We accept yeah. because... Yeah, and it's, it's hard. hard. It's hard. It's hard. But, Father, I do pray for Betty Jane's daughters that they would come to know you, that you would draw them to you, and, Lord, open up their eyes spiritually, soften their hearts, and that Betty Jane would just be able to minister to them. And we know that there can be relationships between mother and daughter and father and sons and even spouses that are strained and severed because you are the one that we turn to the priority of our lives. But I do pray for them that they would come to know you and that you would just bring them to salvation in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks, Betty Jane. Thank you. Bless blessings to you. Keep up the good work, okay? Yeah, thank you. Bye-bye. All right. Okay, we got a couple open lines. 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. Grab one of those open lines. Love to talk to you. Love to encourage you if I can or take you to the Word of God, pray with you. And then the text line is 720-336-0897. Let's go to Rebecca in Charleston, South Carolina. Rebecca? Good evening. Yes, good Welcome evening. Welcome to the program. You're on Calvary Live. Thank you. I have a theological question for you uh, related really to prayer. Um, the Holy okay. Spirit lives within us as our spirit. Jesus is the intercessor that goes to God, and God is our Father. So in mm-hmm. prayer, I'm praying to God, my Father, but I also am praying to Jesus. But I'm wondering... What is really the the way in which I should be praying, given who they are in the Trinity and the Godhead? Yeah, and people ask that, and I think the model what we see in the Scriptures is, you know, Jesus said when you pray, he said, Our Father. So we pray to the Father in Jesus' name, and, and directed and guided by the Holy Spirit, you know, in, you know, praying in the Spirit. Um, not just praying for selfish reasons or out of the flesh. So that's the model that we see. But, you know, there's been times where, just even in my distress, Rebecca, it's like, you know, Jesus, help me. And the Lord honors that because you got to remember, even though we have a model, we pray to the Father. And it's showing us that we're able to go to the Father because, like you said, he's our intercessor. Jesus said, no one comes to the Father except through me. And so we can go to the Father in the name of Jesus. No one can really pray to God unless they're praying through Jesus. You know, people say, I pray to God all the time, but they're not believers. And there's one God, one true God. So we have Jesus who makes that relationship with him um, that is uh, available for us and accessible to us. And that's so incredible. You know, we pray in the name of Jesus, and we pray, you know, being directed by the Spirit. 
But, you know, I believe God honors that when, you know, we say, you know, Lord Jesus, please help me, you know, just in agony. Or even as Romans chapter 8 says that the Holy Spirit makes intercession for us when we have groanings, when we, we don't know what to pray. And so there's been times where it's like, you know, I've said, you know, Holy Spirit, please fill me. But the model is, and in, in given to us, um, usually um, is, and customarily, you pray to the Father through, you know, in the name of Jesus and through the powering and guidance of the Holy Spirit. Okay. If that helps. Um, okay? Yes. Can I ask one other question? Absolutely. So we call people who know Jesus, and we think have relationships with Jesus believers. But I think that there's some misleading in that that concerns me. Even Mm -hmm. Satan believes in Jesus. He believes in salvation. He believes he died on the cross. He believes all of those things. And I'm concerned as I talk to people about him that there's a lot of language of and it's tricky because there's so many scripture verses that talk about belief and faith, but I do believe a heart change has to happen. Something has to happen where we actually recognize our need for sin. But I think there's a lot of churches that emphasize the belief part and not the event that must happen within us. And I'm wondering how would you how would you talk about that in a conversation yeah. where someone said, "Well, I believe in Jesus and I believe he died on the cross and I believe I have sinned and I believe he died for me, but you don't mm-hmm. see or know that there is a true conversion." Yeah, and you know, you can talk to them. You can just simply ask them um what does it mean to you to be a Christian? You know, tell me about your belief. Tell me about your faith. And why do you think that, you know, that you are a believer or that you're saved? And and you're going to get a pretty good idea and how they answer. That word, you know, Christian can be thrown around. That word, you know, I'm a believer can be thrown around. And, and we know that to some people can mean just about anything. Well, I believe in God. Uh, you know, I'm a believer. Or I'm a Christian. Um, I'm a Christian because uh, I believe in the sayings of Jesus or something. That's why it's so important that uh, as we give the gospel, that we give it very clearly. Um, I remember hearing Greg Laurie say that you can't give the gospel without the message of the cross. There's a reason why we need the gospel, because we're all sinners. And, and that's why Jesus came to die for our sins. And there is the bad news before the good news. The bad news is that the wages of sin is death, but the good news is Jesus Christ came and died on the cross for our sins. And so there is the message, the very first message of Jesus was repentance unto God, repentance, turn, you know, the kingdom of God is at hand. So that is a turning direction, turning to Jesus for salvation and giving your life and heart to him. And um, it is, you know, faith that saves us alone. It's not by performance, but it is faith alone, and it's a living faith that's being worked out in our lives. So I think that it's very important that pastors, I give an invitation at every service because I don't want people to think that because they came and heard a Bible study that they're saved or because they came to church that they're saved. 
it's it is you know Jesus saves you. A church can't save you. Uh, trying to be good, uh, religion won't save you. Uh, you can't save yourself. It is you're a sinner yeah. and you need to come to Jesus. So we need to make that message very very clear. But I think yeah. that you can have an honest conversation. You know, when somebody says that I'm a believer and you know, you're, you're, you're kind of going, well, um, you know, what does that mean? You can have those conversations and you can talk to them and then just make sure that they understand, um, you know, that, um, what it means to be saved and coming to Christ because we are sinners and, and coming in faith and, and that's what we can do to help people. So, yeah, unfortunately, I think there's a lot of people that can think that, you know, I'm okay, you know, hey, I'm a believer. Yeah. We need to make the gospel very clear to others. Yep, so, very good. Thank you so much. I appreciate your time you and uh, um, blessings to you during this wonderful season, and Merry Christmas. Yeah, Merry Christmas to you too, Rebecca. Thanks for calling. Thank you. All right, 303-690-3000, call in number. Make the gospel plain. Give it to him. Tell him of the love of Jesus Christ. There's a reason why he came. Even as I quoted at the beginning of the the program, that he, you shall name his name Jesus, Yahshua, the Lord thy salvation, and he will save his people from their sins. That's why he came. And um, and we need to be saved of sin, the greatest need of any man or any woman. And so we want to make that clear to others. Hey, 303-690-3000, call in number. Let me give you that text number. Seven two zero three three six zero eight nine seven. I think we got an open line. Let's go to Central Pennsylvania. Dan is on line one. Hi, Dan. Hey, um, hey. Uh, so I'm a Christian, mm-hmm. and uh, and my wife is is a Christian, right? We're we're uh, you know we we're walking with the Lord, and um, and we're 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 actually kind of like in ministry too. Um, you know, uh, we do street ministry and, and help drug addicts, you know, turn their lives over to the Lord and stuff like that. But, um, so I'm, I'm a, I'm a believer, I'm a believer, you know, like I'm, I'm serving the Lord. So, um, my question is, um, we, we've had some stuff in our lives that it doesn't always seem normal. You know, like, uh, one of my daughters was killed in a car accident, you know, by a guy on drugs, you know, and, Mm-hmm. And then, uh, and then now my, my one daughter, she's only 19. She says that she's a boy now and she won't talk to us okay. because I won't call her a boy's name, you know, because I believe, mm-hmm. you know, that's a, that's mm-hmm. a lie from the devil. So I'm not going to just like agree with that. So, um, so, and then, uh, I have another daughter and she's a lesbian you know, she's, mm-hmm. she's in her twenties and she won't talk to us either. So my wife said, she thinks sometimes like she feels like, um, she feels like, um, it's almost like, uh, like a demonic, um, assignment on our, on our family. Uh-huh. Yeah. And, um, and, and so, you know, like I pray, like the name of our ministry is called prayers in action. So I, like I spend time in prayer you know, like I, I believe in prayer because, you know, without, without you know, yeah. connecting with Jesus, you know, it's like the branch being apart from the vine. But 
but she's saying she, you know, like, you know, there's people that believe in deliverance. You know what I mean? Like, like say she says that she thinks maybe there's like a demonic assignment on our family to like, um, like, uh, like closed well, yeah. doors that, that may have been opened, you know, or, or generational curses that, that may be on our family, yeah. you know, to, to fight in prayer. You know what I mean? Like to, well, there, I want to know your take a, on that. Like, I, I know that, you know, like we're, we're bound to have struggles and trials and, and that my daughters yeah, but, have to make their own choices. But sometimes yeah, exactly. it feels, you know, and she even says, you know, like, do not be surprised at the fiery ordeal, but, but she says, um, you know, like maybe there's some kind of demonic assignment on us that we need to come against somehow. You know, and here's the thing: there's there's a spiritual dimension that's out there. Um, there is a a battle that's out there, and the enemy is behind all deceptive, all sin, all worldly things. He's working overtime, and and he does come against us. Um, Ephesians chapter six tells us that. Uh, you know, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might because uh, put on the whole armor of God because you may be able to stand against the, the wiles or the schemes of the enemy. And he says we don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers and against the the um, rulers of the darkness of the age. So he's talking about spiritual warfare and putting on the whole armor of God. We know that the enemy will come against us and he will target your kids and he'll do everything that he can to pull our kids into uh, the uh, world, into deception, into his territory. So spiritual warfare is very, very real, and um, and I believe the enemy is working overtime. And we combat that with the Word of God. We combat that with prayer. We combat that with putting on the whole armor of God. So you're in a place with your kids that you know are out in the world and adopting a philosophy and lies and deception of the world to really be praying and um, for a Christian, uh, I don't believe a Christian can be demon possessed. The enemy will come and try to oppress us. He'll throw the fiery darts at us. He will try to tempt us, deceive us. He'll lie to us. But I don't believe a Christian can be demon possessed because if we have the Holy Spirit of God in us, the container's either lit or it's dark. And and so um, I don't see in Scripture where a Christian can be demon-possessed, but it does not mean that the enemy isn't still going to war against us. He still is, and he's going to war against our children, and he's working on our young generation, and um, Satan is behind all that deception. He's behind all um, the lies. He's behind all the 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 things of the world that is contrary to God, and he is going to continue to do that. So, you know, what we want to do, and, and Dan, I, I just want to pray for your kids right now because we're getting ready to go to break, and just keep praying. And, and as, as uh, much as you can, that's where you are going to put on the whole armor of God. That's in Ephesians 6, and be in that place. Our weapons are not carnal, but spiritual and that is that we are to pray. And so, Father, I pray for Dan. I pray for his daughters that are out in the world and adopting the worldly, deceptive um, ways of the world, and I pray that uh, you would just, um, because you are greater than Satan. And, Lord, I, I pray that you would just bring people into their lives. If Dan and his wife are not able to talk to their daughters, 
that you send other Christians to them and be able to to just soften their hearts and begin to open their eyes and to um, open up their ears spiritually to you, draw them to you, free them from the bondage of the enemy, the deception of the enemy that has on them, the strongholds that the enemy can have on our children and on his children. And I just pray that you would do that work and that you would help Dan Give him um, just wisdom as he's ministering out on the streets, as he desires to minister to his own family, to his wife. Give him wisdom, give him discernment, give him strength. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Dan, thanks for calling. We'll continue praying. You continue to pray for your girls, okay? Hey, we'll be right back. 303-690-3000. Give me a call. We'll continue after the break. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Welcome back to the second half of Calvary Live. So glad that you've joined us. You're listening live on this Tuesday evening at Grace FM all along the Front Range in Colorado. What a beautiful day. You're probably seeing the sunset. Isn't it beautiful? We've been experiencing really dry weather uh, here uh, along the Front Range. The mountains have gotten some snow a little bit, hopefully get a little bit more. We're so dependent on that snowpack, and it's been dry. But along the Front Range, we haven't seen anything. And uh, But we have seen some incredible sunsets, and you're seeing that incredible sunset right now. Uh, just reminds me, uh, uh, you know, what a gift uh, that we're ending another day and that we have the Lord's grace and his love with this all day long. And uh hope you're you're doing well. And I pray that um, that the Lord is just making himself so real to you and and just bringing comfort to you and wisdom and provision. And you're excited about the Lord. And as we head into the Christmas season and New Year, um, I just, I'm just so thankful to him. And so give me a call. Love to hear from you. And if you have opportunity, we got a couple open lines. 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. And then the text line is 720-336-0897. We've had some great, great discussions and prayer time. And this show is really for you, the listener. We get to join in together. I want to welcome all those on Radio by Grace you two over 70 stations have joined us live on this Tuesday. I pray you're doing well. I just want to remind you that are in the listening area on Radio by Grace, for example, Bowling Green, Radio by Grace is being broadcast there. We are praying for you guys in Arkansas, Kentucky, Tennessee, Illinois, that just went through tremendous, tremendous um, devastation with those tornadoes, the tornado outbreak on Friday night into Saturday morning. Um, just been praying for you guys. I know our church, as well as many other churches, are praying for you. Um, the, the loss of life, uh, the numbers continue to grow, the devastation. Uh, Bowling Green is a place I know where Radio by Grace is being broadcast. If you're listening there, we are praying for you. I believe that last count I heard was 12 fatalities there. 
you know, we we just, our hearts break for you guys, and we are, are praying for you, and uh, we're going to do that right now and then get back to the phone lines. As Father, those who have just lost homes, um, lost family members, loved ones, uh, lost businesses uh, through the devastating uh, wreckage of tornadoes in the Midwest, we just pray for them. And, and Lord, uh, we just pray for your comfort, provision, we pray for um, chaplains on the ground. We pray for the, the recovery workers, the first responders. Lord, we pray for those um, that are grieving right now, for your comfort and for your provision and for your help. And Lord, um, we know it's going to be a long road of grieving and rebuilding, so we just pray that you be with them um, every step of the way and uh, help them and all involved and as they go through this rebuilding process. And Lord, uh, may we look to you um, in situations like this. And I just pray that you would bless and work and show yourself strong. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. 303-690-3000. My name is Jeff Figs of Calvary Chapel Greeley in northern Colorado. Got an open line. In the meantime, let's go to Grace and Thornton. Grace? Grace, are you there? Grace had been waiting. Let's see if she was there or not. But um, she had a question about the thief on the cross. Grace, I'd love to talk to you if you have a chance to call back. Um, please uh, take the time to do that. Maybe I'll come back and answer your question. But we got two open lines, I believe, right now. Let's go to Alexis in Fort Collins. Alexis? Hi. You're um, on Calvary Live. Yeah, I'm here. Yeah. Go ahead. Um, I just was wondering if you could pray for um, my my biological mom. Um, I w- want you to pray that she will come to God and that she will seek God and um, she will be able to connect with other people because currently she believes in spirits and Buddhism and all of those kinds of things. And I don't feel it's right for her, and I want her to be raptured. You know, that's such a wonderful prayer request. Um, And, um, you know, to pray for your mom, because those things aren't right. Those things are are deceptive and they're wrong. And I think it's wonderful that she has a daughter that knows truth and wants her to be raptured or to go home to be with the Lord. And uh, and that's what we're going to do. So you keep praying, okay, Alexis, and you keep giving her truth and telling her how much you love her and that, you love her so much that uh, you want her to go to heaven with you. And um, it's not through Buddha. It's not through any other religious leader. Only Jesus went to the cross and died for her and rose from the okay. grave. And so I, we're going to pray that you give her wisdom and that you can share with her how much the Lord means to you and how excited you are you know, to go to heaven or the Lord's return. And, um, and Father, I do. I pray for Alexis. It just blesses my heart. A daughter praying for her mom. Uh, because oftentimes we, we hear the, the parents praying for their, their children. But here is uh, one who's praying for a parent. And uh, we just pray that all the deceptive beliefs of Buddhism, you know, the, any kind of uh, New Age occultic practices that she embraces, that, Lord, that she would see that it's wrong. Um, that it's dark, that it's deceptive, and to come to the truth. 
I pray for Alexis that you'd help her just uh, encourage her mom, give her truth, express to her the gospel, and that you prepare her mom's heart, open up her eyes, and Lord, soften her heart. She would come to understanding the gospel, draw her by your Holy Spirit. And Lord, I just pray for her salvation, and Lord, that she would come to know you, be saved by you, and to walk with you. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. amen. Hey, you keep praying, Alexis, okay? Thank you so much. You bet. You call back anytime, okay? Okay, thank right. you. You bet. Isn't that awesome? I think it's awesome to, to have a daughter call and praying for her mom. And um, and maybe you want to pray for somebody. Give me a call. We've got plenty of time. We've got a couple open lines. 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. And the text line is 720-336-0897. So text a prayer request or a question as well. We got a couple open lines. Let's go to Pam and Red Feathers. Pam? Pam, are you there? Hello. Pam, are you? you're on Calvary. You're on Calvary yes. Live. <laughs> Hello. Go ahead. Go um, ahead, Pam. Well, I would like some prayers for my daughters. Um, mm-hmm. They're um, they've decided to not have a relationship with me for whether it's forever or for a time. But so far, it's for two of them, it's been a year, and for mm-hmm. a third one, it's been about three or four months. And we're all believers. So I'll believe exactly the same. And um, it's a it's been a real struggle for me. Um, yeah. and you know my story, so, mm-hmm. um, and I, do, I miss gonna... being in your, in your yeah. church. <laughs> Pam, we're going to pray. Okay. Father, I just pray for Pam and I know she's hurting and, um, she hurts for her daughters and I know her daughters are hurting and Lord, you know, the circumstances, you know, everything is the relationships have been strained and I pray that you would work. And I pray that you bring comfort, that you would bring healing, and Lord, restoration. We know that you can do that. And so, Lord, in this time of waiting, uh, Pam, and Lord, that you would minister to her this Christmas season. And Lord, that she would know that you love her. And I just pray for this family, that they would be coming together. And Lord, that um, you would do the work that you desire to do. And so, Lord, um, may there be clarity and understanding, forgiveness and restoring. And, Lord, you're the one that can do that. You're the one that can do that work, and I know that you desire to. So as the relationships are strained, we just ask for your mercy and grace upon um, all of this. And, Lord, that you would work in a way that, Lord, that um, they would glorify you. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Pam? Pam, I'll be praying. Okay. You take care and you have a Merry Christmas, okay? Thank you. You too. Okay, Pam. Bye-bye. 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. The text line is 720-336-0897. We got a couple open lines. So grab one of them. Got plenty of time in the show. We're just continuing with the phone calls. And we're going to go to Hot Springs, Arkansas. Deborah is on line two. 
Deborah? Yes. Hey, Hi. welcome to the program. So glad that you huh? called. I think it's my first call from Arkansas. So, so glad that you oh, called. Really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, <laughs> well, that's good. That's good, I guess. You know, maybe there'll be some more. <laughs> well, I want to, can I ask you a quick question and we'll get to your question. Um, mm-hmm. Were you, I know that we've been praying for you guys in Arkansas and Tennessee and in Arkansas is a fairly big state. Were you close to any of those storms or, or tornado outbreaks? No, we in Hot Springs we were not. We okay. um, where I'm at, kind of in the city part um, of it. It it didn't okay. didn't do anything. I mean, it rained, you know, some and had a little okay. wind, but um, other than that, I think it just kind of bypassed us, you know, uh, okay. with it. Well, I'm glad I'm you're safe for that. Yeah, thankful for that too. But we're praying for. I know mm-hmm. there's. Um, some loss of life in Arkansas, mm-hmm. and then, of course, up through Kentucky and Illinois. So we've been praying oh, yeah. for all of you guys in that area. Our heart breaks. But go ahead. You have a question? Yeah, I was, uh, you know, uh, I know when you die that, you know, it says uh, absent from the body, present with the Lord, and in a blink of an eye, you're, you're with Him. So what is it that if you're... At the end, you you when you die, I mean, you're supposed to be with the Lord, but mm-hmm. then the the mm-hmm. dead shall rise again, you know, and go up with the Lord. So I'm not quite understanding what the difference is there. Well, you're asking a very good question, Deborah, and I think it, there's a lot of confusion in it. We know that you know Paul in Second Corinthians chapter five, uh, in in that chapter, uh, he he writes to the Corinthians about the resurrection. 1 Corinthians 15, you kind of quote it from that, one of the verses. And then in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, he's again talking to them about the resurrection. And here's the thing that you need to remember about the resurrection, and this is the real key of understanding. The resurrection is talking more than just eternal life. It is talking about eternal life in a new heavenly body. So Paul, he says in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, He says, we know that our earthly house, that is our bodies, this tent is destroyed. We have a building from God, a house not made with hands, eternal in the heavens. So he's talking about the resurrection, that that, uh, we are going to get a new heavenly body. And he goes on and he says, to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord, uh, in verse uh, 8 of 2 Corinthians chapter 5. So when we close our eyes, and we take our last breath, that our spirit goes up to heaven to be with Jesus. And I've done, and I'm sure you've been to to funerals, where um, when we do a burial, for example, that body is in a coffin, um, that the body is there in the ground. Well, there's going to be an event that's called the rapture of the church. Paul talks about it in 1 Thessalonians, 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. Um, he when Paul is again talking to them about the resurrection, he says, I don't want you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning those who have fallen asleep. That's a term for death. Um, And he says, for the Lord himself will descend from heaven with the shout, with the voice of an archangel, the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. So there's going to be at that time, at the rapture of the church, that those bodies in the graves are going to be resurrected. 
uh, 1 Corinthians 15, Paul says, because Jesus resurrected from the grave, we have the promise of being resurrected. And he's talking about the twinkling of an eye. He's talking about the rapture of the church. He says, we shall not all sleep. He's saying, we're not all going to die, but we shall all be changed in a moment in the twinkling of a sound at the last trumpet. And Paul's saying here in First Thessalonians chapter 4, that there's going to be then a generation of Christians who are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. That's the event, the rapture of the church. The word caught up is the word harpazo in the Greek. It's the Latin word rapturus, where we get our English word rapture. So the resurrection is speaking of the time when our bodies are going to be resurrected. Now, there's a false doctrine out there that's called soul sleep. Um, and there are those who say that when we die, we're going to go into soul sleep until the rapture of the church. That's not biblical at all. Paul says to be absent from the bodies, to be present with the Lord. Uh, we know that uh, Jesus said to the thief on the cross, you'll be with me in, before the sun is set in paradise. Uh, we know that Paul would say um, between two opinions, whether to, to go home and be with the Lord or to stay here with you when he was writing to the Philippian believers. He didn't say, I'm going to go soul sleep for 2,000 years. But when we die, our spirits go to be with Jesus in heaven. And then at the trumpet, in the twinkling of an eye, you know, then we will have those new heavenly bodies. And there will be a generation of Christians, which I pray we are the generation, um, that is going to get raptured and meet the Lord in the air. So does that help? Yeah, it does help. You know, I was just, you know, my mother, you know, she she passed away last July, and uh, I was was taking care of her all the time. And, and uh, you know, she always would say that, you know, she had it, at, matter of fact, she had it on her tombstone right there that, um, you know, in a blink of an eye, you know, with that uh, scripture. Yep. And I thought, well, okay, blink of an eye, she's, a, you know, with him. And, you know, I was just yep. kind of, you know, they always yes. say, well, you know, they're going to raise up the other. But I thought, well, wait a minute. We're already up there, aren't we? <laughs> you know, with. <laughs> you are. She is. She's with Jesus. Mm-hmm. You know, she's with yeah. Jesus. But that time's going to come when that grave's going to open up. And mm-hmm. and it's it's that body that we have here, whether it's decayed, mm-hmm. whether, you know, we go through cremation, whatever, that God's going to take that and he's going to then reunite that new heavenly body with their spirit. And there's some theories and stuff about, because Paul in 2 Corinthians talks about we will not be found naked. All I know is this, is that we are going to get a new heavenly body that will last forever, and that's what the resurrection is speaking of. Because Jesus rose from the grave, our bodies are going to raise from the grave. But when we take our last breath, we go home and we get to see Jesus and be with Jesus. And, um, And that's the important thing. Well, that's good, then. I, I understand now, you know, with it. But I appreciate that, you know, with well, with all that. Yeah. I sure do. Well, I, pre- I appreciate your call. And you call any time, okay? Okay, I'll, I'll do that. I'll get through again to you. And I never okay. know what I might be asking. But, I, you know, I believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. And, you know, and you know, I help yes. pray for my, uh, my daughters. And, uh, you know, she's in chronic pain. She's been that mm. way for a long, long time. And and yeah. can't get any relief. And I just pray, that, you know, that give her a little prayer there, too, and all of us. 
Well, let's do that right now. Father, I pray for Deborah's daughter who's in pain. Lord, we just, you know who she is, where she's at, what she's going through. We just pray for relief. We pray for healing. We just pray for strength. And we just pray that you would just minister to her physically, but also emotionally and spiritually. Lord, that you touch her in every way, her body. Lord, bring relief, um, her heart. And uh, Lord, just show yourself strong on her behalf in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thanks for calling, Deborah. God bless you. Thank you. Okay. God bless you. You Thank you. Absolutely. You bet. All right. Got an open line, 303-690-3000. Listening to Calvary Live with Pastor Jeff Figgs of Calvary Chapel Greeley. We're going to go to nearby Fort Collins. Adriana is on line one. Adriana. Hi. Hi. How are you? You're on the program. Hello. Um, so I actually had a, a prayer request for uh, my pastor. He's um, we're we're a small church, and and right now he's just in in um, some trouble with with the law actually because he's he's been preaching in public, and a lot of people are not liking that, and so they've been, you know, trying to get him in in some trouble and so I just pray for um, and ask that uh, we pray for strength and for God to reveal you know purpose as to mm-hmm. why these trials are happening and um, okay. yeah just to be with him okay so father I pray for Adriana or pastor who's preaching um, Lord we don't know all the difficulties and problems but we pray you minister to him and uh, Lord that as he's preaching that it would be a message of hope, a message of the gospel. It would be a message of God's grace as well. And, Lord, that um, you just be with him. Give him the strength that he needs. And, um, and Lord, um, I just pray if there's anything that's taken place where he needs to change things, he's in trouble with the law or whatever, um, we are to be subject to the governing authorities. We have the freedom to teach. But, Lord, I just pray that you would just... Um, Minister to him and give him wisdom, and that the grace of Christ would go forward. And uh, we just pray for for him in this way, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen, Adriana. Amen. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you. Uh huh. Let's go to Angelo in Tennessee. Angelo, how you doing, Pastor? Good. Welcome to the program. Yeah, finally got through. Good. I'm glad you did. And we got a we got about eight minutes, so you called just right. in time. <laughs> sure. Yeah. The question is, there were twelve apostles, and then uh, Judas uh, he hung himself or whatever. Yeah. And then and then the uh, he, he hung himself, and then there was eleven. The yes. apostles were walking and saying, "Now we got to." Uh, have somebody fill in for the one who betrayed Jesus, yes. and he belongs where he is, or whatever. Yeah. And then you have the uh, uh, then Paul comes into the picture, right? Uh, the Apostle Paul. And uh, right. my question was, God obviously chose him over the other person that took over. Uh, yeah, Matthias. So you see that casting of the lots, don't you, um, yeah. Angelo? You see the casting of the lots. 
Judas, so Peter stands up. This is, you know, at the very beginning before Pentecost. And he's, you know, he quotes from Scripture, let his dwelling place be desolate and let no one live in it. He he goes on and he said, he quotes, let another take his office. So the question oftentimes is, Peter then, as um, they cast lots, it fell on uh, Matthias. So was Peter out of line of doing that? Or was he, you know, not out of line? Was Matthias truly one of the 12, or should have been Paul? That's the debate. And it's interesting, because when you go to the new Jerusalem and the new, um, you know, um, uh, Jerusalem that is in the end of the Bible in uh, in Revelation chapter 21, there's going to be 12 foundations with the names of the apostles. So the question is, is Matthias going to be on it, or is Paul the apostle going to be the, the name on it? And so most Bible teachers and scholars that I've heard say that Paul should have been among the 12, that we know that God called Paul as an apostle of Jesus Christ by um, the will of God. We know that he was the apostle to the Gentiles. But here's something to consider. It's just something to consider that as we see that um, at the end of chapter 1, as the the lot fell on Matthias, um, they did pray. Um, Sometimes it said they should, I heard pastors say, they should have sought the Lord and 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 be directed. Well, they did pray, and so they prayed, O Lord, who knows the hearts of all, show us which one of these two you have chosen. And they cast lots, and the lot fell on Matthias, and he was numbered with the eleven apostles. So the Bible says that he was numbered with the eleven. What is interesting, when you go to Acts chapter 6, it says that when they had the dispute with the widows, uh, it tells us that then the 12 summoned the multitude. So it says the 12, not the 11, and Matthias, who shouldn't have been among the 12. So I just find that interesting. So I don't have a definitive, dogmatic answer. Uh, I think that I lean towards Paul. Uh, I lean towards, you know, he should have been the 12, but there were other apostles also that we read about in the book of Acts, uh, and Matthias was numbered with the twelve. So, let let me ask you this, Angelo. What do you think? I think that. Uh, do you ever hear about Matthias at all after he was? No, you don't. You don't. You don't hear about him, but you do hear yeah. a lot about Paul. I mean, he he was exactly. amazing. He, he wrote most of yeah. the New Testament. Yep. Yep, but, and that's very true. And you, you know, I don't know, but we are going to find out. We're going to eventually find out, and uh, when we get to heaven, and the uh, names of the twelve apostles on the the foundation uh, of the new Jerusalem, we'll see if it's Matthias or if it's Paul. But a good question, good question. Um, I think it's a good good discussion, interesting discussion, and um, so thank you for calling. Thank you, Excellent Pastor. Question. You bet, Angelo. All right. Hey, let's go to, we got three minutes. Let's go to Mark in Georgia. Hey, Mark. Hey, we we got about two minutes, okay? So you need prayer for healing? Yes. um, Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Tell me real quick your prayer request, and then we're going to pray. 
uh, diabetic ulcer on my foot three times in a year. God has healed oh. the flesh completely, completely over, but the infection is right at the bone. Um, okay. And there was metal pins from a surgery that broke off that are embedded in the bone. So it seems like a spiritual thing going on. It's healing, but it's, it's staggering. Okay. Father, I pray for Mark. I pray for healing. He's diabetic, ulcer on his foot. The skin has healed, but, uh, Lord, um, there's infection. And I pray that he keeps his foot. I pray that you bring healing to him. Lord, that um, you would just uh, take the infection away, that you would encourage him, that you bring healing throughout his body, his feet, and the pain away, all that, Lord. We pray that you would touch him because we can come to you. We ask this in faith. I pray that you would do that work, and Lord, just touch his body, and also for Mark, his heart, um, and just encourage him that he would know you love him and you're with him. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you for calling, Mark. Call any time for prayer. We'd love to pray with you. So God bless you. Hey, we're at the end of the show. We had a great show. Took a lot of calls here today. So grateful for you. And as we head towards the Christmas uh, season again, think about who you might invite to your Christmas Eve services at your church. Tell them the good news that Jesus came born 2,000 years ago. He came to save us from our sins and that it is through him, you know, that we have joy and peace and goodwill. Those things that are talking about during this season only comes from him. So God bless you. Thank you, everyone, for being a part of the show. Calvary Live will be back tomorrow at the same time. Have a great evening. You've been listening to Calvary Live. Tune in next time for prayer and God's Word.